All right, let's talk, you and I. Let's have a little discussion. I, I've been on this back and forth, actually. been doing a lot of these thinkings and, and try, trying to figure out what the future holds. And I did something that I should have done many, many years ago, and that was to evaluate my past. So I had a look at some of the patterns in my life, and I realized that every three years, roughly, first time in 2016, second time in 2019, and now in 2022, I am entering a state of my life where I have high levels of um, feeling depressed, right? So not depression, but just feeling depressed. I've, I've spoken about this many, many times. I said it before. I don't believe that the majority of people are actually depressed. I do believe there's people whose uh, genetic background will make them more likely to be depressed. I do believe there are people who, um, you know, have suffered losses in life, uh, death, diseases that will cause them to get depression, uh, you know, that will cause them to have PTSD and anxiety. And But I believe that the majority of the symptoms today that we are feeling, you know, I don't think most people have ADHD. I think most people are feeling like they have ADHD because they're spending too much time, let's say, uh, on, on TikTok or, or consuming Instagram reels and so on. Um, all of the depressive episodes, should we call them, in my past have been always caused by one common denominator, women. Um, and that's not to say that it's their fault, by no means. Usually, what tends to happen in my life is that I've, I've been very incapable of holding relationships. Over the course of my career, I've had a lot of um, issues having empathy. I've had a lot of issues sort of being honest with people, being um, being 100% transparent with them. And I always found that I played this role of almost like uh, a god. Dare I say this, uh, there's a subreddit called um, I'm the main character. And sometimes it feels like that. Sometimes. I felt that I'm the main character of, of a story and the whole world revolves around me and it's this horrible, horrible mentality to have. The worst part is that because when you're in it, you don't really see the rest of it unfold. So long story short, I have been um, on a self-improvement journey since the end of 2019, I should say the beginning of 2020 onward. I took a different philosophy on board I decided to make some drastic changes in my life. And in 2021, so last year, about say year and a half to two years of, of self-improvement, I reached a point that I was very, very happy with. I uh, was working as a student in this restaurant and I was seeing promising uh, futuristic endeavors. I was uh, looking to get a promotion, looking to get full-time employment. I was uh, dating this wonderful girl whom I met truly by accident through Tinder, a girl that I did not anticipate would um, play such a charismatic and important role in my life. And as time progressed, I began to experience two problems. On, on one hand, I became extremely obsessed with the idea of power, with the idea that yet again, I'm this, you know, wonderful, perfect individual with no flaws and that the world revolves around me. And on the other hand, this comes hand in hand with 
huge amount of insecurity. Because, you see, fundamentally, I wasn't actually happy. And when you're not happy, you start asking yourself questions. You start happy, well, why am I not happy? Surely I should feel happy all the time, right? I mean, I have, I'm in a relationship. I'm, I'm uh, enjoying life. I'm, I'm outside and doing sports. I'm eating healthy. I'm, you know, somewhat enjoying my work. Um, the problem, you know, maybe people will be able to, to, um, to find themselves in this, but I have two moods in life. Either I'm overthinking everything or I'm not thinking at all. I'm just sort of going, you know, with, with a, not even a gut feeling, but necessarily just going with the flow. And neither are really good. Whenever you spend too much time overthinking something, you end up actually making a bad decision. And whenever you're not thinking about it, well, inherently you make a bad decision. Um, so as, as time was running out, and as we were entering the month of August, it was uh, a couple of things were going on in my life, but the short of it was that I had to make a crucial decision on which direction to take my future. Do I stay at this company? Do I leave? Do I try some kind of personal endeavor? Do I open a business? Do I go back into uh, content creation? Do I do something in, uh, in relation to content creation? Do I go into the realm of social media management? Do I try a different job, a different career path? Do I experiment around? And in the moment of being perhaps overwhelmed by a bunch of different decisions that a man can make, I felt that due to my unhappiness, I have to cut something from my life. I felt that there was an anchor. I felt that there was a, um, there was this incompatibility, that there was something that was holding me back, maybe not necessarily in the moment, but definitely in the future to come. And I made a conscious decision for the first time in my life ever, taking control of a relationship and saying, look, I don't want to continue this. I want to break up. I've never done that before. I've been in three relationships. Um, the first one wasn't really one I would call a relationship, but in the second relationship, uh, things were ended by the woman. And I think majority of relationships end uh, because either one person just checks out of the relationship, stops sort of committing and being faithful or being uh, being engaging. And I felt in the moment that was me. I felt sort of uh, disassociated with her. I felt that I couldn't prove to myself even that I loved her and that it would be unfair to continue a relationship with such an individual because you're just stringing them along. And I also thought, I was convinced that my source of unhappiness or the lack of happiness was the relationship. So I thought, you know, I'll go around, I'll, I'll download Tinder again, I'll go on a dating spree, uh, I'll have a little hoe phase or whatever, and I would focus on work. That's what I thought I was going to do. I was going to just, you know, put my head down, go go do work, finish my thesis, so that I can I can put a chapter of my life behind me, and that should make me a better person. Because you see, one of the words that I really hate using, I hate using the word love. I've been Wow, I mean, I've been. I think there's not a lot of things that can bring a man to his knees, right? Even the most masculine, independent man, he will crumble under love. Now, whether this is just you know a mixture of of 
emotions that we feel, whether it's a hormonal thing that goes on in your, in your heart, in your mind or in your body, there's a lot of explanations to what love actually is. But I think in short, love is, is like anger and jealousy and everything in between. Um, anyway, I've, I've had issues loving people. I've had issues loving things. I have this firm belief that a man only loves one thing and one person at a time. Meaning that if you fall in love with someone or something, like a hobby, um, then until you either find the next best thing or you, you know, are able to let time sort of heal the wound or there's a revelation that goes on, then you will constantly be tied to that previous thing. And for me in life, I felt what I had done is I had you know, found my love for cycling, which replaced my love for um, for video games. And perhaps in the future, there's something that will replace my love for cycling. Maybe there's going to be a, you know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll fall into chess and chess will take over, uh, you know, that part of love and, and as, a, as a hobby or an addiction, dare I say. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you have a person that you love and an addiction that you, you just need. But throughout the course of my so last relationship, I was incapable of, of feeling love because I had built this wall. I said to myself, I'm not going to date anyone seriously for the next five years. I said that in 2020, and so it's now 2022. I still have three years, supposedly, of that uh, because I thought this was the time that I needed for my self-improvement journey. But luck would have it that I ended up in a long term. Uh, relationship. I even ended in a long distance relationship of all things. And truth would have it that I, for the first time in a long time, found somebody with whom I connected, not just by their looks, right? It wasn't just that the sex was great and that we could um, coexist, but that I fell in love, and I didn't know this, but I fell in love with their intellectual side. I fell in love with their ability to argue against me, their ability to say things that I was almost in disbelief with, um, that she would stand her ground and argue vehemently what she stood for. And in the moment of, of weakness, and this is something that I think many men suffer from, is in the moment of weakness, in the moment of insecurity and indecisiveness, what we do is we tend to choose the nuclear option. And for me, the nuclear option, and seeing that I've never been uh, in a position where I could do this, I thought I should do something good for this person. I should cut ties with them. I should, you know, tell them honestly that I don't, you know, that I'm not capable of feeling love for them, whether this is because there was a, a subconscious bond to my ex-girlfriend or whether it was because um, there's just, there's a plethora of factors. At the time, I did not know. So I cut ties with this, with this girl and I, I go back home. This was on vacation of all things, made everything very, very ugly. And I get back home, I get into the work environment that I was in and I start mass dating basically. Now, when you do this, what happens is your ego goes through the roof. Every girl that you, you go on a date with, every girl that you are able to, to make out with, every girl that you, you get to take home to bed with, that every single time you're getting a small 
but vital boost to your ego. And it makes you feel, again, like a god. It's, you're sort of sapping people of their strength um, just to feed this superiority complex. This, um, there, there was a, a quote that I'll never forget used in the TV show Mentalist, which is where the Orange Doom logo originates from and um, a show that I took a lot of inspiration from throughout my life. And in the very sort of end game of this TV show, uh, one of the lead bat characters has a, a moment and Patrick Jane, the uh, protagonist, utters the words delusions of grandeur. And that, that stayed in my head for whatever reason, because it made me feel that there was something I could relate to. And, and indefinitely, I agree with it. I think that I, to a certain extent, had, maybe still have, delusions of grandeur. Whether this is imagining how successful I deserve to become, or how um, unfair it is that certain of my plans had failed. You know, that I. It's almost like you feel that you deserve something greater from the universe, even though that's not the case. So I I did this for a month. For a month, I mass dated, hooked up, was filling out my bucket list at, at, at a rapid speed. Um, and whilst my ego maybe was getting filled up, I wasn't feeling necessarily a change in happiness. The state of happiness was staying more or less the same. There was this almost um, you know, a silence or a void. And then there were some meetings and I did some thinking I had some conversations and I realized that this job where I was staying, where I was planning to stay for another year or two, developing my craft, learning new skills, making money, I realized that they didn't respect me and I didn't really respect them and that we weren't good for one another. That if I was to stay in this business, that regardless of, of of whether or not I would stay in the business, I would be searching for more experiences that I would get bored of that type of work, that I would want something else, that I would want a change, that I would want a new environment to work with. I realized that the work I was in was really not making me happy. If anything, it was making me miserable. It was giving me long work hours. It was giving me constant burns and injuries and it was sapping time away from me. And the same day that I said, you know, guys, this is it, I'm leaving. The same day that I finished my last, my last day at work and I was driving home, uh, I remember coming home and feeling free. I remember listening to uh, the song Gin Soaked Boy by Divine Comedy, which is one of my all-time favorite songs and I think will be um, almost the anthem of this um, third year of self-improvement journey. It's always been a song that I've associated. Every, every time I went through a depressive phase, I found there was a particular song or a genre or something that, that just in the moment was able to push me through. And that very night, when I went to bed, out of the blue, out of nowhere, came rushing thoughts of my ex-girlfriend, the one that I had just broken up with, the one that I 
set free, the one that I um, alleviated from, from her responsibilities and supposedly gave her freedom. And there was this weird, weird feeling of, of almost regret. My, my stomach was feeling uneasy and this went on for five days. Five days, every single evening, I was starting to think about whether or not the decision I had made was the right one. And I, I fought valiantly to not contact her because I, I, I'm a strict believer in the no contact rule, which means if you break up with somebody or somebody breaks up with you, whatever you do, don't contact them. But I needed to be sure, right? And so what I did was I, I messaged her and we, we called each other on the phone. And the, the minute I heard her voice, I realized that I had a problem that what I was feeling might actually be love, that it might actually be this mixture of, of regret and indecisiveness. And you see, I've always mentioned this wall. The wall is something you build to prevent yourself from getting hurt by heartbreak. It's, it's a really logical and simple mechanism for you to say, look, I will date you I will have sex with you, I will take you out on dates, all the thing, the whole lot, but I will stay closed because if I don't commit my love for you, then I cannot get heartbroken, right? Heartbreak for me is one of the biggest pains because the only thing superior to heartbreak is physical pain. And there's only so much physical pain that you can endure. There's only so much physical pain that is healthy for you to take in in order to sort of displace the energy that you're feeling from, from mental exhaustion, mental suffering. And I think what happened is that in the moment that I had the realization, the moment that I was definitely stuck in a bit of a weird, weird spot in life where you know, you, you don't have a job suddenly, you don't have a clear direction in life, you're sort of caught in a crossroads. And instead of there being two paths to choose from, there are suddenly millions of millions of different options you can go down. And again, you're stuck in this thing where it's, do I just follow my gut? Do I, do I ask for advice? Do I, you know, flip a coin, roll a dice? Do I think long and hard about this? Like, What's the, you know, do I take psychedelics and, and try to clear my head from the inside? Do I meditate? Um, I had to be certain. And I did something that I've never done before, but I met up with the girl. Um, I went to see her, drove like two hours late at night. And um, we spoke briefly and I could see that what had happened is that my wall had come down and her wall had just been built and I knew for a certain that I felt things for her and, and the way that I would continue for the next section of my life would have to be done with this almost precision of a surgeon. At the basics of it are the following. Um, when you love somebody and they have a wall and you believe that you are an imperfect person, it's, it's not about changing, it's about evolving. Obviously, you know, you dated someone, there was a reason you dated them. You dated them because you enjoyed spending time with them. And clearly they enjoyed spending time with you, right? 
there's one of the simplest explanations I love using is that the opposite of love is not hate. You never go from loving somebody to hating them. You go from loving them to being indifferent. And you go from hating somebody to being indifferent to them. Now, can you make the jump from one indifference to the other? Perhaps. Perhaps there are circumstances, but in the majority of cases, you know, I've been cheated on in the past. I don't hate those people. I'm just indifferent because I used to love them. And you see, the, the, the suffering that we feel and, and the, this almost like meaningfulness, your natural response as a human being is that, especially if you're in a position like mine, would be to come crawling back, to beg, to plead, to apologize, right, to, give, to bear gifts, to... And none of that helps, none of that makes you more attractive, none of that makes it more likely that the other person would be willing to, to give you a second try because you haven't shown potential of change. So what this journey of mine is, is about evolvement. Even if I say that my ultimate goal is to get back together with this girl and even if the grand ultimate goal is to marry her, have kids and settle down and, and start a family, in order to do that, I have to reach a level of confidence where I have not just returned back to my old form, but ascended it, right? I need to become strong enough to wield the sledgehammer with which I can then destroy the wall that she had built. Otherwise, there is no point. Otherwise, you'll be causing her stress. You'll be causing this individual um, insecurity issues and most importantly you'll be hurting yourself in the process you will be denying yourself the ability to evolve to become better to become different and to ascend to something greater to make the evolvement um there's a simple reason why i'm saying this that's i've, I've had a, a significant problem in the past and i think as a man you know, men have always been this um, more masculine, less fragile sex. And we've been taught and brought up, and I believe it is correct so, that a man doesn't cry, that a man doesn't show emotions, that a man doesn't, um, you know, shouldn't complain and whine. And, and it's not to say that we don't do these things. We do them. We do them on a daily basis, okay? To, to say that I don't cry or show emotions is ludicrous, but it's about understanding when and how to show those emotions. It's about understanding in what circumstances and under what circumstances we show the emotional value of us. I made this video because so many men are stuck in this perpetual state of depression. They're stuck in their video games, they're stuck in their porn, they're stuck in their comfort zone, whatever it might be. It could be junk food, it could be, you know, um, there's no there's no sunshine within these people's lives. They're not working out, they're not trying to get out there in the world, they're not communicating, they're not getting dates, they're not getting laid, they're becoming sad and angry. And I know this because, you know, if I consider myself a average man, right? 
let's say that I'm, I'm average at everything. This used to be a, a running meme back in the day, but let's say that I'm absolutely average in everything that I do in life. That would still make me much better than the majority of people who are constantly suffering from some sort of, you know, self-deprecation. The, the average man, I believe, doesn't feel self-confidence. He doesn't feel like on top of the world. Even, you know, I think even if they fake it, they won't make it because the, their self-esteem has been so robbed and so destroyed and so annihilated. And a lot of men, I believe, don't feel like they belong in the world. There's a reason why male suicide rates are so high, right? Why depression keeps rising. And I think for myself, I think I'm a strong individual. I think I have people who know me, they know I'm very strong by character, that I'm very disagreeable. I love disagreeing with people. I'm very harsh. I'm very traditional. I'm, I am open to debate. I can be very aggressive. I would say that I'm a very tough motherfucker. And I know how easily I crumbled. Not once, not twice, many times in my life. And I know that I will crumble again because it's part of the process. It's part of the remolding. You have to think of it like, you know, any craft in the world, whether it's making clay pots or, um, whether it's, you know, crafting a sword, you have to take the material and you have to put it through some sort of process, whether it's, you know, softening it with water, whether it's softening it with heat. There's always a process which we use in order to soften the material before we can mold it. For you to go through a drastic change in life, for you to make decisions that will change the course of the future, you have to crumble, you have to fall. And it's painful, and it sucks. And the problem is that there's a very thin line between coming out of it better, and coming out of it 10 times worse. I think the complexity of it is that, you know, inevitably, you will come out a better person, you will come out feeling you know, less sad, less depressed, less lonely, more motivated. But there's a, a significant chance that if you're weak minded, and you know, the wrong circumstances take grasp of your life, you could go into a spiral. And you could get stuck for months, months upon months, where you just, you know, you're making no progress. And, and yet you're, you will justify it you will find ways because you're going to be low on energy, you're going to be low on motivation, you're going to be low on everything. And you will feel hate for the world. And that hate is energy and you have to, you just have to convert it. For me, this is like a video journal. For me, doom time, I believe there, there's something subconscious, there's something deep within us that you can extract, but you have to be you have to be so very um, not necessarily, I mean, the right word would be to use not motivated, but disciplined, you have to be so very disciplined to find the core of it and say, Okay, this is the truth. This is how I feel. This is the reality. Let's find a compromise. Let's make 
let's make this journey work. It's like sailing through life, right? Looking at the waves, anticipating the movements. The fundamental problem that I think we face as a society is that we have to learn to sometimes listen to our own subconsciousness, to sometimes go with the gut feeling. When I when I made Doom Time, I was all over the place. This first iteration of it was was an extremely misfortunate attempt at having a conversation because I wanted to combine the the, the live streaming aspect, which I miss. I, I'm I so miss making content on Twitch. I miss having a live conversation with an audience. I miss um, I miss having those moments that people clip, and you know, there's a memory that's that's shaped there. I, I miss having arguments, and and but that's that's part of life. That's part of life is is living and letting go. But for whatever reason, I wanted to combine that conversation with the the lack of empathy that I'm having, and and trying to to change myself as a person, and make positively oriented content through the negative emotions that I'm feeling. And I think subconsciously what I'm just trying to do is just trying to find answers because I don't hold all the answers. I may hold the answers for another person because objectively I can look at their life and their problem and say, look, it's not as bad as it looks. A lot of the times we have the inability of being objective for ourselves because it's our life, because we know best and because we've been taught in certain ways because there's influence all around us that makes us often make the wrong decisions at the wrong time for the wrong reasons and it leads to misery and it leads to us being caught in a loop and instead of having a society which is filled with more happiness and more positivity and more productivity we are tearing shit down essentially that's why divorce rates are going up that's why you know there's there's problems with people getting into proper relationships and and building value upon it and why we have a lack of understanding how to communicate proper how to communicate better and again i know that if i'm average and i feel that i'm still doing better than the majority of people are doing whether it's financially or or physically or mentally i know that I feel at the moment, if I'm honest with you, on a scale from one to 10 of self-confidence scale, how comfortable I am with where I'm right now in life, I'm between a three and a four, where normally I would want to be between, you know, seven and a half and eight and a half, preferably sitting at a solid nine with what I'm doing. And yet I'm stuck between three and four, and, and yet, I'm still doing better than most people are. That's the problem. I want to run a discourse. You know, I want to invite people to ask important questions. One of my, one of the things that I think has been giving me some empathy back and has, has given me some opportunity to have um, positive things to give to the world has been people that have reached out over the years on Instagram or other platforms asking for advice. Just the other week, um, a guy messaged me regarding a question he had about his girlfriend, right? He'd been in a relationship, um, and he felt that he was a little bit too all over the place and that she was um, 
you know, feeling like she had to take some time. And I told them, look, don't be overwhelming, right? Because I know the approach you're trying to do. You're just trying to, you know, be there. You're trying to comfort this girl. You're trying to, trying to give her all your love and all the, all the affection. But clearly that this individual, she has some stuff that she has to clear with herself, right? And worst case scenario, she will leave you. She will choose another man or, or a woman or, or none, or whatever. You know, she'll make a decision based on, on, on her feelings, but she has to come to that conclusion herself. If you trap her in this environment where she doesn't have the, the freedom of decision, then you're making yourself, you know, you're putting yourself into a very, very unpromising position. There have been countless of people that have reached out to me regarding suicide and I'm, I'm a person who I've, I, I do I swear by this I swear by the fact that I would never never kill myself nor even think about suicide but there comes a time there comes a time that you feel so hopeless that I understand it again if I'm feeling at the moment between a three and a four and suicide even for a slim second just like brushes through the insides of my mind then i know that's a problem because if it comes through my head as a as a strong-minded individual then how much more likely is that thought to pop through somebody who's who's going through an even tougher time who has a, a weaker mind less opportunities to go with and we have to talk about these things we have to talk about what happens we have to talk about how to deal with it. We have to remove some of the stigma to do with it. But we also have to come to the fundamental understanding that some of the stuff that we've been taught is wrong. A couple of weeks back, I came across this. Hmm. Maybe it was a, you know, I, to myself, it, feel, it feels like a genius idea, but genius idea is only a genius idea until you talk to people about it and then they immediately tell you how well, somebody else has done it, yeah, and that, that's been done, and this has been done. It's very difficult nowadays to make something that doesn't exist yet. But one of my lead frustrations has been that um, I've never appreciated school, and I feel like the stuff that's being taught isn't relevant to the average person. And the, the general information that you should be giving to people goes far deeper than that. It relates to, you know, financial independence, your ability to uh, invest and understand the law system and understand uh, opening a business and the, the essences and the basics of of, uh, of taxes and stuff. That there's a, a whole plethora of things that we have to learn and teach people about their um, their psyche, about mental and physical health and strengths, about ways to improve it, to work on it, ways to become a better person you know debating the laws of religion and the basis of morals and ethics to teach people how to disagree on things to teach people how to become better individuals not just for them but for their close ones their loved ones the importance of family this is what i didn't think about until the other night i was i was riding home with my bike and you know, I've been in many relationships and the, the, the questions of kids and, and I've never thought about it. 
I've never actually spent time and thought to myself, you know, it's going to be time for you to optimally settle down, have children, start a family. And the importance of family struck through my head and I realized just how beautiful this concept is. The concept that you commit to an individual, you have kids with them, you give these kids all your love and your affection and the ability to, to give them something greater. You know, that is something that should be talked about. It's something that should be, it should be inspired in people because we are losing young families. We are losing the essence of love. It's all becoming hookup culture and you know, one night stands and fun here and fun there. And I'm not one to preach on, you know, this religious, you know, strictly monogamous world. But there's a reason why the background of many religions was built the way it was built, because it's built on the pretense that the civilization continues. Our ultimate goal as a human race should be to survive, not to destroy one another. And then there's another aspect of life, which I call love. This is a whole cloud of, of information regarding, you know, your hobbies, you, the, the sports that you do, the activities you partake in, even video games, they fall under the category of love because there's certain things that you just inherently have a loving relationship and a loving feeling for. And it's right. It's good. And they, these things should be inspired in people and they should, we should talk about these things. So I'll tell you what my desire has been. I'll tell you what, what my future holds for me if, if things go the right way. So at the moment, I'm looking for a job and I've applied for um, some different cooking positions, whether it's uh, head of the kitchen, whether it's sous chef. Um, I've applied for some leading positions because I find myself much more that I would enjoy and be much more potent in a position of a leader, the position where I'm in charge of a team and I'm able to sort of extract all the positive and the best of the individuals. Um, at the moment, it's about two things. It's about finding my career path. It's about earning money and investing it. And number three is about figuring out what kind of business I'd want to start. Well, there goes my coherence. Had to run to go to get a job interview, out of all things. Um, I think what I was last talking about was business, right? Going into uh, in an environment that is more built from within, there I say, and, and to feel that you're contributing something. Um, but these are all ideas. And uh, I'll, maybe I'll wrap this up and... The, the, the lead part of self-improvement journey, or rather the, the, the evolvement journey, is not to spend too much time dwelling on the ideas, but rather on the actions. Because for a long portion of my life, I was stuck in this idea world, right? And on average, I'd say an idea is about 10%, the rest is execution. So even though you might have the world's greatest idea executed poorly, it won't work and I learned this frankly through YouTube you know because you you get an idea for a video and you make it and you realize that even though it's a brilliant idea maybe the thumbnail wasn't good 
maybe the, the the title was wrong maybe the description maybe it was just uploaded at the wrong time you know like the, all these factors that come into play um but this is what i invite you to join i invite you to ask questions which are crucial i invite you to um, be critical of yourself critical of your life your life decisions and i for sure want to keep the discourse going because you know even though the majority of people might not be interested and will just think um i think i think when you make content which is not inherently positive and not inherently all you know stimulated in in joy the people are sort of repelled by it but this is reality we're talking about these are actual things happening to actual people and you will have these phases in your life you will have these moments whether you know this could last for a couple of hours days weeks months for some people it could last for years and if we do not talk about it and if we stigmatize it and if we um, share hatred on people because they're being honest then what does that tell about us right because i used to be like that i used to sort of feel ah you know what a loser but that's, that's because at a moment in time that everything's going well for you you're getting all sorts of cocky then there comes a moment that you're the one who needs advice you're the one who needs guidance you're the ones who needs self-reflection and i think it's vital that everybody sort of approaches this with a level-headed mentality with positivity and i follow a simple rule which is one step at a time you know one day at a time and before you know it you're out of the hole you're out of the you know the cesspool and the funny part is that usually when you look back on these things they'll seem meaningless they'll seem like oh i can't believe i was such a you know such a fool i can't believe i was so weak i can't believe i was so um you know confused or lost but i think it is fundamental for our learning curve to go through it so i invite the discourse i invite you to ask some critical questions today and hopefully i'll get to address them in the next episode of doom time till then take care and uh, safe flying